I am Joel McLeod. And I'm Roland Tanner. And welcome to the NanoFiber. Last week, across the country, groups of people protesting against trans and LGBTQ student policies in schools gathered in cities across the country. Here in the 905, school boards were targeted. In response, advocates for LGBTQ students announced they planned to meet the protesters to counter their message. As Wednesday dawned, it was clear that tension was mounting on social media, with both sides passionate about their arguments. At 10.30 a.m., I decided that I would visit the protests happening in my hometown of Burlington, outside of the Halton District School Board, to see firsthand what was going to be happening. When I arrived, a man was already speaking to the crowd at a microphone, and what I heard was this. This country is not as great as it used to be. I can go on about it, but today is about what is destroying it. In my opinion, there's three things that talk about what I can do Making you scared of me, them scared of you. We cannot succumb to identity politics. When we unite, they're in fright. I stayed for the next two hours to talk to people on both sides, to really hear what each side is concerned with, and to try and strip away some of the rhetoric and the politics, and see what in fact is going on here. What I learned shone a light on how far apart these two sides really are, and how lies, mistruths, and outright deception are driving people to see something that isn't really there. For this episode, we're going to be trying something new. I'm going to sit down with Roland and give you my honest and real take on what I saw happening and what exactly went down at the 1 million march that happened last week across Canada. Hello and welcome to the 905 podcast and uh, today we kind of have a special episode if you like kind of a 905 roundup but kind of an interview uh, of, of me of Joel of uh, his uh, of a recent event which took place across the country across Ontario and was certainly present in uh, Halton and uh, Joel basically he went to watch the protests outside school board offices um that were that was happening in in Halton um, earlier in the week. Um, what was it like? Peaceful. Uh, I'll say that that much. Uh, when I, because uh, I'm from Burlington, I thought I would look at the Halton School Board's uh, headquarters. Their office is on Guelph Line here in Burlington, and um, I, I wanted to take a look. And uh, it, for the most part, it was a peaceful protest on on both sides. Uh, there was a, a large crowd gathered at the northwest corner of the intersection uh, who were very much, they were the moving core group of protesters. I, I, I've i heard reports saying that it was in the thousands. I, I questioned that number. It was definitely in the hunt, definitely in the over 500 in total, but a thousand, I think is a little bit of an exaggeration, uh, but it was a, good, a sizable turnout. And then uh, as well, uh, there was the counter protesters uh, uh, who who had set up camp as well. Um, there was a there was a gentle, gentleman at the microphone who um, was representing the the People's Party of Canada. There, I saw a lot of People's Party of Canada flags and and signage there, and a lot on the back of the PP, PPC uh, banners. There was no perverts in schools were written on the on the signs. Um, lots of signs of the, of the the nature of you know stay away from our kids uh, education not indoctrination that kind of thing, and then of course I saw a couple of uh, no no vaccination signs, um, which I think is telling. I mean this is clearly a holdover from the the truck convoy that happened uh, in the waning days of the pandemic. Um, that that sentiment has not left this uh, this organization. 
they've just seemed to focus their attention away from pandemic and vaccine pol- uh, policy and mandates to uh, school boards. I, I just, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure everybody listening is familiar with what these protests are about, but basically, uh, you know, what the understanding I have anyway is that they are claiming that uh, teachers, schools, the education system generally is trying to force an agenda of trans well, rights or whatever, or, or like actually encourage trans uh, gender identity yeah. in children and then not to tell parents about it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is that, is that a fair reflection? Yeah. I mean, I, well, so I got there and I, the, the first group that I, I went to kind of talk with were the, the anti-protesters. They were uh, uh, quietly waving, waving trans, uh, trans pride flags and, and the like. And I, went and uh I, I spoke with a number of them um they, they were very they were very cautious when i when i approached that and i kind of under, i understand why they they weren't sure i wasn't really identified as any side or 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 whatnot uh so there were some i talked to the ones i did talk to were they were there because they were they felt that they needed to be visible they they, they needed their side to be to be heard um and again, peaceful and 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 whatnot. I decided to cross the the police line, uh, and there were Halton police there, just keeping the two sides separate. But I crossed the line easily enough, and I found. Uh, well, I I'd I start to I just want to talk to the other side, see what they what what was going through the protesters' mind, and it was eye opening to say the least. Uh, it was a, it was kind of a interesting to talk with that that side it, it, i would say that they're yeah they're, what you're saying is pretty much right whenever i asked question i constantly asked like do you think that the halton district school board has a policy of trying to convince children that they are trans they all said yes they, 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 there's this fervent belief that school boards across the province uh, were actively trying to convert students to become to identify as trans, um, and then to hide this from their parents. Any any time, any try, time I try to bring up a a con, I, I ask them like, "Can you prove it? Can you prove this? Like, where, where's this documentation? Where have you? Where have we? We have we seen this?" report or, or you know what what stories have do we have to back this up it's so the answer was always oh it's out there you have to you just have to do your research <laughs> and i said and i found it interesting because I, I would say okay well you know their side the the anti-protester side it's saying they're providing research that kids are just identifying they have met we have the medical doctor uh medical journals the 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 psychiatrists and, and psychologists are all saying this is a real thing. Um, trans teens have uh, suicidal ideation and 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 whatnot. And it, there's a it's a complex medical uh, approach to to making sure that kids are okay, whatever that shape that takes. So when I kind of said, well, okay, where are you seeing that that's not taking place and that? Parent teachers are forcing kids to become trans. There's no documentation. There's no. There's no. There's no. Journal, there's no journal that say, okay, look at the journal of this or or this science or this this news article in the Toronto Star, or Globe and Mail that they can back. It's always, oh, it's out there. You just need to do your look, do your research, do your research. And I found out I was always interested when I was what sources because clearly we have two different pools of information that you're drawing your information from they're saying they have a life experience that they're living and by that i mean like trans uh teens and trans people that's saying they're they're living an experience and they're saying this is this is what they're going through and so i'm taking that at face value that I'm, i believe that what they're saying is true you're saying that it's not it's false and you have proof to say otherwise yet Whenever I say, "Can you provide that? Give me the link. Give me, you know, give me the search that I should be doing." Where's it was always, "Oh, it's on a forum." I read. It was on a, and the the one thing that always got brought up, and I thought this was noteworthy, is the uh, Matt Walsh, the 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 
far right uh, uh, rebel rouser who um, his material is always brought up as he's he's the guy to go to, um, despite the fact that his no doctor, no notable doctor or any anyone with their 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 namesake in pediatric medicine would would back up any of the claims that he says. But that's where they're getting the, this information from. Um, a lot of it was anecdotal. Um, and the, the fact that I find, one thing I, I, I noticed as I was going on, the fact that I did not buy into their, their line of, of reasoning, I kept asking questions and that exhausted them so much. And, and it became a point where I was, I, I got the sense that I was being viewed as not the enemy, but just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not one of them because mm-hmm. I kept asking questions. Well, where are you getting this information from? Who's saying this? Do you have a story? You know, you know what? What? What are we? What? What? What do we have to back up this, these claims? And there's always a, do your research. Do your research. It's, it's out there. You just have to look for it. The funny thing is, I did. I did. Afterwards, I said, "Oh, I'm going to do it." So I went back and looked up. I can't find it. Maybe, maybe my my Google history is so mucked up i can't find it i don't know where this stuff is that they're finding but when i I type in you know anything trans teens medicine uh uh, puberty blockers whatnot i'm getting i i I find medical journals uh studies that say that kind of refute what they're claiming is 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 quote unquote science yeah i mean well this is this is the problem of 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 the modern age isn't it it's of the trump era that there's one side of society that's right. using one type of evidence and that still basically re- relies on and trusts evidence coming from right one place basically the same place it's come from our whole lives which is tv mm. media etc i mean we all most of us don't go and read scientific journals for fun we rely on certain sources to mediate that and put it in a form that we can grasp and we put a certain amount of trust into that and they we have the other side of society that's decided that that anything in those sources is unreliable that they're not going to trust science either um even if you do go back to the original sources um uh, and yet uh, there's you know, other places that are telling it's the truth in in, in quotation marks. Their side is is I would say ninety percent anecdotal, and by that I would say I'm going to share this one telling story I thought was interesting. So as I, I crossed the the police line, I found um, there was a, a a young teen girl who was holding a sign, basically saying, "I used to identify as trans, um, but now I don't." And I was I was going to be put on puberty blockers, uh, so I reached out to her and I said I, I'm curious to hear your story, and I'm going to paraphrase phrase this. But her story was that she was going through a life at a point in her life where she was beginning to question her sexuality and her 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 her, her identity, and she thought maybe she was. A, Maybe she was a a boy, or or because she liked to dress up in boys' clothes and, and and whatnot, and she wasn't sure if that meant that she was gay or she was lesbian or or whatever have you, and so she went to a a therapist, and the therapist said you you might be trans, but you might you might want to go on puberty blockers. Um, she said that she didn't like it. She didn't want to. And she ultimately decided that she was not trans. She was just a tomboy girl. I'm gonna, I take her story at face value because I don't have any reason not to. But what I found telling was that, okay, so her her journey to discover that she's not trans, she's just a tomboy was... Someday I thought, well, that's what the other the, the the anti-protesters were asking for themselves was that ability to freely pursue whether or not they were they are in fact trans or not. And that might mean some of them might some folks might say, I do identify as trans. I want to go on PRP blockers and I want to change my pronoun or or whatever have you. And they want the freedom to do that. 
this person decided not to. And I found it telling that that her personal story was they it, it was viewed as well this is what must happen across the board this is this is the same story for all all people and it's like they but they couldn't take the leap and say well maybe 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 there there's a like that it, it might not be the case for another teen who's in the same same shoes I mean, you can read that story two ways. I mean, you you can say, oh, this is outrageous, it's outrageous. Somebody who wasn't transgender was offering puberty blockers. Or you can say, this is the system working. Uh, A a youth who was not sure went to an expert, and the expert said, well, here are your options. And they said, no, I don't fancy doing that. Well, success. Everybody wins. Well, Um, that's kind of what I I took away. It's like, well, isn't that, that's, isn't a sign, uh, a, a victory? It's not what we want. It's you say, oh, I don't want to do that. And nobody's forcing anyone to take puberty blockers or to undergo gender reassignment surgery or anything of that nature. And there was no teacher saying, child oh, X, you must yeah. take puberty blockers. Otherwise, you're going to get marked down. And I don't know how they would. Well, and the other, but I find it, it's, it's the other, the, the protest side was just full of this contradiction. Uh, you know, it, it was it was two it was kind of holding two ideas to be true. Every person I I talked to would always preface their statements with, "I support." You know, I have no problem with gay or lesbian people. Um, or and some even went as far as say, "I ha- I have transgendered friends." <laughs> okay, yes. that's But I've heard next, that in other contexts over the years. <laughs> but in the next breath, I would hear, "But there's only two genders," mm-hmm. and I'd say. <sighs> Okay, but how 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 do how do, how do you square this round peg into that round hole? You know, like that. I didn't. Say, I, I I wasn't going to refute the the logic of that statement because I didn't think. But I could tell. Like at the end, like I'll, I'll give the the people protesting. They do. They're concerned about their children. And there's a belief, there's a fear that things are being kept from them about their children's safety, um, which on, on the surface, you're right. Like I get that as a parent, I, I get that. But that's where this, it's it's this concern is just surface deep. Like, But to say, okay, what's underneath that? And is this actually happening? We're not going to go, we're not going to go into that. We're not going to ask those questions to start peeling away the layers of this concern. Because if you do, you might say, yeah, anybody would be concerned about parents uh, being kept something from their from their about their ch- child's behavior or, or 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 whatever have you. But to acknowledge that your child might be going through a very formative thing might be just a bit too much for some people to to be comfortable with. The other note I should point out is there was a large. A group of Muslim parents there as well, uh, uh, who had brought who had brought their children out as well to the um, to the protests and saw their children uh, marching marching around it and 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 that kind of thing. Um, there were and to that on that regard for the uh, anti protest side, there were a number of. High schoolers, because this did take place outside of uh, M.M. Robinson, a, a high school here in Burlington. They uh, there were a number of students. There were a number of students who had come out to honestly, I would say, support both sides. Um, uh, on that side, um, I, I thought that was telling that the that there's there is definitely a a religious conservative angle to this. To this movement, um, the person speaking at the microphone didn't. I didn't hear them necessarily ref, uh, refer to the the Muslim participants in the protests. He did reference um, God and Christ a lot uh, in his speech, as well as diving into at a number of point a number of economic issues, uh, decrying uh, uh, the concentration of wealth and uh, the uh, Toronto. Stock market and S and P five hundred and whatnot, which I will admit I'd have no idea what that has to do with trans rights in our schools. But 
that and that's the thing is that you know the number there had a number of people say hey we've got bigger on the protest side they would say hey we've got a bigger issues with um we have bigger issues with inflation and housing prices and and that kind of thing and i said yeah that's to me that's a bigger issue honestly but they didn't seem to see the irony of that they wouldn't come out to protest you know to push for affordable housing or to change uh planning you know zoning bylaws to uh to permit more affordable housing they decided to come out and protest a perceived threat to children in in school boards across uh ontario and canada i mean do you think the well you know is there a contrast to, to an extent between what the, the 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 people's party of canada people standing on a podium were saying and what the people in the um in the protest were actually saying um it's it... It it mixes. I I think that the there there's an overlap. I I got the sense of the people protesting do feel exhausted and and helpless in their lives. They they do get a sense that they are being screwed over by forces bigger than them. And to an extent, I would argue that they are that is true. Um, but that this is this is do this is feasible. This is this is. This is something that they can actually do because I think that the idea of well, how do you how do you fight for affordable housing? How do you fight for better wages? How do you fight for, um, uh, uh you know, a better quality of life? That's harder to do. There's no, there, you know, that that doesn't really happen. But we we can moral, go and say you know, there's a long long history of of moral panic being an excellent way to whip up. A, well, that's the thing, a crowd, right? And I find it telling that the pe- the the politicians who showed up to this thing were the People's Party of Canada, because Lord knows they don't have a leg to stand on in any uh, election anywhere in uh, in this country. So they don't have an economic platform. They don't have a strong, uh, you know, argument to to solve the housing crisis that's here in Canada. But you know, we can go pick on uh, on, on transgender people because. They're an easy mark. It's the time and time again, right? It it it's it's a lot harder to solve economic problems because you do have to piss off the people at the top a lot more than you do the people at the bottom. But if you get the people at the bottom pointing fingers at people who really have no power over them, it's uh it's an easy way to 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 pull for their pockets, right? I mean, it's time and time again. It's it's what right wing parties do. I'm not going to go and actually um, work for to find a, you know a better solutions to make your quality of life better. It's easier just to make you think that some minority is the one actually doing all the all the bad bad stuff to you. Time and time again, it, it show me a right wing government anywhere in history. That's what they do. And and, and the and the you know they're doing it to our children. They're attacking our children. They're perverting our children. They're they're you know. It, it, it's such an emotive thing for people. I mean, do you get the impression that many of the people at the protest actually had children in the in the school system, in Halton in particular? But I mean, I just generally everyone in education. there, everyone there said they did. The ones I talked to said that they had kids somewhere in this in the system. I I saw a lot of children, like I would say under the definitely under the age of ten, um, mm. in the in the meeting. And of course, there were a couple of high school students milling about as well. But everyone I talked to in the protest, they said they had a kid somewhere in the system. Uh, so they, they but they weren't necessarily citing their own experience, with the exception of the well, child you th- mentioned. Well, that's the uh, thing that nobody nobody could tell me an actual story of a teacher forcing a a, a student to change a pronoun or to pursue. Um, to, to identify as transgender, uh, nobody could tell me an, an actual story. It was all anecdotal, something that they heard from somebody. It's always it's on a web, it's on a forum, it's 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 always happening somewhere else. Therefore, it must be happening here. But nobody could tell me the details of where it's happening and what it's happened to. Is I'll look it up online, and I've tried, and I can't find it. So clearly, I'm I'm looking at the wrong 
we're, and again, that's the thing is like, we're clearly looking at the wrong sources of information on this. And, and you, you, I mean, you know, I have kind of an inside track on, on, on teachers, obviously anecdotal evidence of people I know who teach. Um, but, you know, if we're speaking to them, the, the, the irony of the situation is like a five minute conversation with a teacher mm. uh, between the teacher and the, these people will be like, do you know what the, this is just so far not what we want to do as teachers. You know, but their concerns day in and day out is for basic discipline to be able to do the job, yep. um, to be, um, to, you know, all the things we've talked about over, you know, three years now we've been doing yep. this and we, we've come back again and again and again to schools. And it's been uh, pride flags and transgender rights and uh, racism and uh, mm-hmm. I mean a whole bunch of stuff that just does not actually come up on a day to day basis in the classroom. There was- uh, you know, the, in terms of the teachers doing their job, they want it's like they want to indoctrinate children. They want to indoctrinate them to be decent human beings, to be respectful and kind and polite and god knows that is extremely hard to do and they're usually fighting a losing battle doing it um well think think of when you were in high school how easy were you to be taught the basics of reading writing and arithmetic right uh i i would i would say i want to add this this bit that i thought was very telling at the end of the at the end of the the protest so when the the microphone was turned off and the the cords are starting to be wound up. The protest pretty much just dissipated. It everybody just started to go to, go to their uh, walk back to their their cars to to go home. Uh, the 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 anti protesters stuck around for a bit to wave flags uh, and whatnot. But for the most part, the protesters just went away after the the speeches were done. Um, at the end of the so at the end, I'm, I'm kind of sitting around, just kind of getting a sense of what's going on, looking around. And I look down the road right in front of M.M. Robinson High School. I see a group of teenagers and they have uh, trans pride flags kind of, you know, raped or, draped around their bodies and, and whatnot. And I said, I'm going to go over and talk to them. They, they, I'm, you know, I wonder if there's students here at M.M. And I walked over and they, some of them were, some of them were not, some of them were, had taken the day off to support their their friends but i asked them you know i i kind of talked with them they were there i noticed that they were there for most of the of the process and i flat out asked uh they they themselves said that they identified as trans they were they were in they were going on their on their journey and so i asked them at any point during your school life have you been coerced or encouraged to uh, to identify as trans by your teachers have 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 you been pressured by at any point by your teachers to do this and all of them said no at the most part their teachers just want them to hand their homework in on time uh and at the at the most that they have is just an encouragement from a teacher saying that you know they're they're proud of them for for doing for being true to themselves that is the most that they've that they've they've had, but in terms of a a organized conspiracy conspiracy of teachers sitting them down for like a, a weekly brainwashing session of we're we're going to convince you that you're a trans person, no, that's that's not happening. And I thought it was telling that the protesters, all these people waving flags and signs, and the PPC supporters and, and whatnot, they literally had to walk ten feet, Roland literally 10 feet and talk to these kids and say, tell us what's going on in this school. What are, what are you dealing with? And they would have learned that, no, they're, they're kids dealing with the same crap that every other teenager has to deal with. They're trying to figure out who they are. And in some cases that might mean that they're, they're, they're a trans teen uh, in whatever case. Um, but they're a teenage. They're trying to. They're trying to to get their homework in on time. They're trying to figure out how to hang out with their friends. They're they're trying to take up passion projects, art, you know, hobbies, that kind of thing. The, the stuff that teenagers are supposed to do. Um, and I just thought it was telling that the this, the protesters literally could have just walked ten feet 
and asked them questions and maybe got a little bit more insight in terms of what is going on and kind of understand the truth. And the protesters didn't want to. They, they just did not want to have that conversation to say- well, Like you say, I mean, the minute you start asking questions, you're the enemy. Well, that's the thing. Um, the, minute, the minute you start asking questions, it's, I mean, I had I had one, one gentleman uh, that I had a long conversation with, uh, one, one trans, one of the anti-protesters who's, who had a, a pride flag around them, who I'd spoken with before when I spoke on the other side, came up to me and said, you know, thank you for coming out and, and for talking. And I said, okay, thank you. And shook their hand and walked. And immediately I was like, okay, I can see I'm wasting my time here. You're not, you're not who you say you are. I'm like, I told you I'm with the, I'm with this podcast. I've talked with them. I'm talking with you now. And the fact that I was friendly with the anti-protesters was evidence that I'm part of some conspiracy. And I said, like, I, I just like, I just like, I'm, I know I want to see like, maybe there's a, a common ground here. Maybe there's some bridge that we could walk down that we're going to, to meet both sides. And I don't, I honestly don't know where that is because if we can't ask the question, if we can't ask the question of, you know, where are we getting this? Is this factual? And and we can't entertain the fact that because the the the, the anti protest that I asked them like what are you thinking of this and they said they understand that they're they're concerned for children's safety they're we're all concerned that children have to be safe but it's like a little bit of like if you just trust your child that they're not going and you just show a little love and compassion it can go a long way and that's coming from the anti protester side and I said. And you try, I try, I try to find that measure in the protesters. And I just, anytime I try to walk, I try and peel back that layer, I get shut down. I, I, I'm, I'm told I'm not looking at the right sources and I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing my job properly. And I, I thought, I don't know if you're not willing to listen to the other side and see where they're coming from. I mean, I, I I flattered ask like a number of people like the the anti protest like do you think the, do you think they are real? No, they weren't even real. They they were he, they honestly thought they were all actors and and, the, and the, the the counter protesters were all actors. Yeah, like I I, I remember that oh, they're wow. saying that the one guy said um, I'm taking time off of work to come here. I said, well, you don't think they're doing that too? You don't think some of those people are taking time off their work to come out and 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 counter protest? Says no, they're all being paid. So by who? Says they're all they're all being paid by you know they're all government government yeah. employees who are being paid to come out and and you know they don't do they don't work they don't do anything they just sit around and 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 they're paid right. to do this. I said like how how I like I I, did, I was speechless because I'm like I don't know how how to combat like they themselves weren't willing to just reach out and say. Can we have a can we have a talk? Can I can tell me about like the simple fact of saying, tell me your story. What is your story? And to contemplate the fact that maybe it is different than theirs was not something that they were willing to entertain. And I, I just walked away saying, I don't and, and they're they they don't want to entertain because they're they're content in the belief that they are the they are the majority, despite the fact that I asked, I mentioned this this is happening across Canada you don't have like every mayor in every town across Ontario and in finals Canada had issued some kind of statement saying that they support the two S LGBTQIA uh, community. Mm -hmm. I saw, I, I had spoken with the anti protest side. There was three different United church ministers uh, who were, who were wearing their, their collars. So they were identifying themselves as ministers marching in support of the, uh, anti-protest side and i saw a, a nutshell flag uh, the elementary teachers federation of ontario saw their flag flying and i said okay clearly like that's their side has a lot of support and they're getting a lot of honks as well as the the protester side but to to say that you're the majority like what's where's the majority coming from you, you don't you have the people's party of canada endorsing you that's it so to say that you're you're uh, this majority movement, I, I 
I push, I kind of push back. But what do you think? Like, you don't have any anybody. There's no, there's nobody of of note or of consequence backing you in this movement today. It's, it's really, it all comes back to, and this is I mean, a hobby horse of mine, I guess. Um, you know, as some listeners may know, you know, back in the ancient disks of, <laughs> literally in the ancient myths of history, I was a historian. I mean, like I actually did it for a living and got paid. And obviously, you, you know, that that's all about evidence. It's all about taking contradictory evidence produced by a variety of sources weighing them up and going, okay, this one's reliable, this one's not, or this element of this one is reliable, this this element of this one is reliable, you know, or it's taking those evidence and it's trying to get as close to some kind of truth, in, inver- mm-hmm. in very inverted commas, as close to the truth as you can get based on the evidence available. And I really, I really think that we should teach, like, you know, alongside maths and English and things like that. And, and it, it kind of does happen. So I don't want to say it, it doesn't happen. Part of what is taught in schools is understanding evidence. Yeah, I kind yeah. of think we should put a label on it more and say, okay, today you're going to learn understanding evidence for an hour a week or two hours a week, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that when children leave school, they're not indoctrinated, but they are taught to think for themselves, to see. I mean, and it's so much more important now with the changes in mm-hmm. information that have happened during our lifetimes uh, where information is far less reliable, where you know, basically very smart people that I know, I have seen go down the rabbit hole of Breitbart and conspiracy theories and it's... right-wing craziness. Um, people who really, I would have thought would have been better at weeding out the garbage. And I'm not saying that everybody should be left-wing and that if you read the proper sources, you're going to be like me and believe the stuff that I believe. I don't believe, I don't think that would be healthy or necessarily right. What? Um, but the ability to look at stuff and go, no, this is crap. And it's this not, is somewhat it's, reliable. It's not even that necessarily. It I like it. It was just building the self-confidence to acknowledge that you might be wrong. Because I look at I yeah, I, yeah, I walked yeah. I, I walked away from from that and I I, I spent the last couple of days kind of pondering like what I experienced because I I was hoping that I, I was I, maybe I was naive but I was hoping I I find there's some commonality there there's some that the protesters and I know that I'm going to get in trouble for this but I do think they at their core they're good people. They 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 want their children to succeed, but they're rank and file. I'm not going to include the People's Party of Canada. No, in that I, I, I want to. Yeah, you're right. The the organizers, I think, are being politically motivated. But the I I didn't want to talk to them. I want to talk to the, the average person in the protest because I want to like why why did you come out to this? And I don't think it's because they are inherently bigoted or 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 or, or transphobic. I don't not from what I've talked to them, but they are being fed lies. They are being fed a mistruth and lies about the situation. And what's dangerous about that lie that being fed is that it's so uh, encompassing and, and it is so, it, it cuts them off. Cause I, I, I was like the fact that they literally could have walked 10 feet in either direction and had a conversation with people who identify as trans, as uh, LGBTQIA, uh, and just and I had a conversation, an actual talk, and say, "What are your fears? These are mine." And my bet is, my bet is they they would have said, "Okay, I I may not under I I, I may not be I'm I'm not." to SLGBTQIA, but I can understand where you're coming from. And at the end say, no, you're not there to prey on my son or daughter. You're there, you're, you know, we, we all want our children to succeed in life. And it may not be something I necessarily, I understand or I'm going through, but I know that you're not there to hurt my kid. And that's, and that was the telling part is that these, the protesters did not want to take that, that 10 steps and have that conversation because I know that the people on the because I'm speaking with the people on the anti-protest side, they were willing to have that conversation. They were, they were scared of them. 
they are like these people are saying that they do not exist, that they are predators and 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 should be feared. And so I understand they are scared, but talking with them, they were willing to have that conversation. They were willing to tell them their the truth of their lives. And if the protesters had the courage to just walk 10 feet and say, I'm willing to have that conversation quietly and away from the rhetoric, my best of many of those protesters would have come around and said, yeah, I may not get, I may, I, I don't get all of it, but I know you're not here to hurt me or my children. And that might've been just what was needed to put this all situation to bed. You know, one of the reasons we started this podcast, uh, and one of the reasons why we'll never be millionaires uh, from doing this podcast. Speak for yourself, or, Roland. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'd like to be a hundredaire. Um, the um, we started it because, among other things, because there is so much. Uh, media that is at the extremes which is about mm -hmm. shouting across the divide and calling the other side morons um and although this is a progressive you know anyone's listened to this knows we're pretty damn progressive we're pretty anti a lot of things that conservatives do but i think we have repeated often enough over the years <laughs> that we are willing to hear good arguments we're willing to interview conservatives who want to come on here at this podcast and put their point of view and argue it and be willing to discuss it, not even debate it, but discuss it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but we, we, we never get those people. Now, sure, if I was on some right-wing podcast, I dare say I wouldn't have NDP people queuing up to come to my podcast either, but I bet we'd get a couple. Um, <laughs> that you know, the, the refusal to speak, whichever side of the political divide you're on, the refusal to speak or listen to or hear the other side is nearly always totally destructive of, of you know, communication has breaks down. There's a dispute. Communication breaks down. The two sides no longer speak to each other. And nothing ever gets better in that situation. I mean, it's no. like, you know, people getting divorced. You know, you go from living together uh, and even though you may not like each other very much, you're basically coexisting to literally hating each other's guts and disputing what, who gets the cookie barrel that grandma used to own. Uh, this, and I'm using that because that's an actual example that I've heard of. Um, uh, you know, it, it, the only way this stuff ever gets, gets solved is by people talk, sitting down and talking to each other and listening to the other side. Now, I think one side in this debate is pretty much on the money. And one side in this debate is pretty much doesn't know what they're talking about. But <laughs> I still think, I mean, I think, you know, the, the you respect people's right to, um, we need to respect people's right to be wrong and mm -hmm. to say, well, you know what? I don't think you've seen all the evidence that, you, that would help you come to a, a conclusion on this. Would you like to look at it? But I mean, if the other person's like, no, I'm not even going to look. I'm not interested. I'm not, not interested. Then you've got no way to progress. And then that's so much of the, the debate and all kinds of politics. And right now comes down to that same thing of, of people basically saying, no, you're idiots. You're the enemy. You're evil. There is nothing that I can get from talking to you that will help. And that's nearly always the wrong thing to say. But if you're right. I mean, that you can't talk. But I found that like, again, the protest side talking with them is that it it was to to take the stance that they have means that they cannot question it. They cannot put it up against somebody's lived experience. So you can't you can't like even the, the idea of a lived experience. What does that mean? Well, it means exactly what it sounds like. They they have they've gone through different things than you have you you you've had different challenges to overcome than the other person has that doesn't make anyone better or worse it's just you've got different a different life that you've lived you've had different challenges to overcome you've overcome them in different ways it doesn't negate your challenges same as yours don't negate the others it's just different and 
I find that the, I find that talking about the protest side, it was this inability to see that that was fueling this, and it it was a, it starts off with the again your your gut fear of hey man you're hiding something from my you're hiding something about my child from me in the school system yes right off the bat any parent says whoa red flag i i i'm not comfortable with that and that's kind of where the criticism stops and because you know it because and that's where you have the ppc party flying in to feel that fear to say oh no it's not why why is this happening what's the other side saying no it's they're coming to mutilate and pervert your children and to prey on them and, and all, all this nonsense this this old tired trope of the homosexual as being a predator for children it, it is it is a trope that has gone back it is it is as long as anti-semitism has been around it's it is it's the same that same trope of you know, you're, you're different, therefore you must be a, a threat. And um, as Kathleen Wynne said uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, anybody listening from the from the, from the protester side is going to turn right off the minute I use that name, but but it's true. They lost the battle on, on gay and lesbian uh, rights. So transgender rights is, is, the, is the wedge that they can use to re yeah. revivify that 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 whole argument to have a go at people who are different who don't fit into and that's, the christian worldview let's let's call it what it is because like you say that the people's party of canada guy was not talking about religion and uh, he was talking about christianity by the sound well, of it. it it was and i find it interesting the number of uh muslim women there who wore the the niqab in the in the hijab there and that's fine. The but irony, like, the irony well, of them standing I, I side the, by side with the with the people. Well, I find the ironic because yeah. I'm pretty sure this is a party that would entirely embrace the idea of the barbaric practices hotline to uh literally uh, rip that in the cab right off your right. Head. You know, you're like, I was kind of like, you know, careful who you're cozying up to there because they, mm-hmm. you know, they they can turn on you the minute that this this mm-hmm. project falls falls down. So I th- I found that interesting in itself maybe that's worth examining at a later date but mm-hmm. it was it was eye-opening I, I i my take is i don't i don't necessarily see this million person march because it's it's not a they did not get a million people out i i see it as it'll it'll fizzle away the same as the the vaccine mandates will go away um because the 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 truck convoy kind of morphed into this, and it'll morph into something else down the road. It is it is a grievance vehicle. People who are tired and fed up with kind of being trampled on economically, which I get that I I can get on board with entirely. But it's easier to deal with the idea of oh, it's the problem is somebody else, uh, is, somebody else did this to me as opposed to. No, we actually have to talk about real structural change and and wage uh, increase wages or or subsidized housing or 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 taxation reform. Anything those things are complex and those need a lot of thought to be put behind. It's easier to say no, it's transgender people or it's it's immigrants or or whatever have you, whoever the boogeyman of the of the hour might be. So I suspect this will morph into something else. They'll go after somebody else when people don't get behind. The idea of a trans, you know, that the trans people that there's no there is no conspiracy to corrupt or or to force children to change their identities in Ontario schools. That this is just not happening. They'll move on to a different uh, boogeyman, whoever that might be. Well, I think we should we should leave it there. We've we've talked uh, a long time about this, but uh, I think it's really interesting to to ex- to explore it and in a respectful way. I mean, you know. If people from the protest are listening, they're probably going to be pissed off with us because we don't agree with them. But uh, and I doubt any of them will listen. But um, you know what? Uh, I think we've given it a respectful view, more respectful than the PPC certainly, uh, and some of the people in the crowd. I suspect 
would give to transgender youth. And I, I hope the counter protest and the and the the fact that these protests, whatever their size, are not that huge when you compare it to the say the Black Lives Matter protests that happened a few years ago, which were vast in number, mm. even in Burlington. Uh, that any transgender youth or gay and lesbian uh, youth listening, um, I hope you 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 take that message and understand it for what it is that you know um, most people are behind you. Um, we should leave it there, um, yep. and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode of the Nine Hundred Five podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> that's it for this episode of the 905er thank you for listening as always you can send us your feedback thoughts and concerns or ideas for future episodes to our email info at 905er.ca we'd love to hear from you you can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through patreon as well as paypal visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab as well links are in the show notes for your convenience Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. Listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>